0: What do we make of the athletics report on Russell Wilson as far as fantasy football drafts go? Is there an AFC West running back that you have to avoid at his current ADP? And what NFC West team do you have to start fading? in the FFPC never-too-early best ball tournaments. Plus, the $50,000 runner-up in the 2022-2023 Football Guys Playoff Challenge. Charlie McGuire is going to join us to discuss the Kyle Trask-led Tampa Bay Buccaneers. What NFC East running back is now a bargain in drafts and much more. We've got a great show for you. Dave Turpoli is here. I'm Eric Balkman. Stick around. Your high-stakes fantasy football hour starts now
1: the pressure, I've seen greater men and the lesson. Broadcast live and heard around the world, you are now watching the most entertaining hour of radio on the planet. Welcome to the High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour presented by MyFFPC.com with your hosts Eric Balkman and Farrell Elliott. The High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour is your home for analysis from the best players in the world. And now, because no one else was available, here are Eric Volkman and Farrell Elliott. Solace in the are we not all our
0: Thank you, Rob. Greetings and salutations to all the bulkaholics out there. Welcome to the latest episode of the High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour presented by MyFFPC.com. I am, of course, your slightly above average host, Eric Balkman. My co-host is normally the definitive commissioner of fantasy football, Farrell Elliott. He is on, uh, off tonight. Uh, we'll tell you where he is in a second. Uh, but before I get into bringing in my, uh, my co-host for this evening, I do want to remind everybody, if you are looking for some fantasy football drafting fun right now, Not only do we have closed 12-team leagues open at the FFPC, but you can win $25,000 in the 2023 FFPC Never Too Early Best Ball Tournament, just $125 to get in that one. Or if you want to plunk down just $35, you can win $5,000 in the 2023 FFPC Never Too Early Superflex Best Ball Tournament as well. Both those tournaments are going to run up until the start of the NFL draft. They're going to end on April 27th, so we got a little bit uh, more than two months to get your drafts in there. They're going to follow best ball, slim rules, no kickers, no defenses. 20-round draft. 14-week regular season and single elimination playoffs in weeks 15 through 17. And after week 17 is when we crown the champion. Drafts are available at 30 seconds, 60 seconds, 2-hour, and 6-hour-per-pick timers. And, of course, you can check that out at myffpc.com. While you're there, check out a ton of the great Dynasty uh, orphan teams that we have out there, too. A lot of reduced-price ones. We got some fresh ones up there again today. Today. Um, So if you want to take the next step in your fantasy football for 365 days a year, New Year's resolution, I know we're in February, but I know some of you started this as well. I want to play more fantasy football. You have the opportunity to with Dynasty Fantasy Football at MyFFPC.com. Make sure you are checking those out. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, I want to remind you to like this video, comment on this video, subscribe to the channel, and then uh, share it with your friends, and then get notified anytime we go live. Uh, when you have the great uh, content that we've been able to put out here, not only with the High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour and the Roto Viz High Stakes Lowdown, which features some of the best players in the world uh, coming on to give you their advice and how they've been so successful at fantasy football. You also have uh, best ball, live best ball tournament coverage. We have live main event tournament coverage, live $350 tournament coverage as well on all those right now. Plus, don't forget about the weekly previews that we put out during the season with our man, Aiden Lacoy and the guy who's filling in. For Farrell Elliott tonight. Welcome in right now. You know him. You love him. He is the incomparable Dave Turpoli. Dave, welcome in tonight, man. I missed that intro. Love that song. Love it. Oh Yeah, you know, we've gotten... Who is the other guy that that asked me about that? I think it was Bill... Oh, this is going to irritate me. He was in Kentucky. Uh, he's a former guest of the show. This is really going to irritate me. He loves that song, uh, which is Pressure by The Quiet Hollers. You can download it anywhere you download music. Very catchy. And um, and Farrell. Elliot is a manager. He's the manager for that band, which is why we use that wow. uh, to come in. And then we, we always use, the, we the outro that we use too is um, I now I forget the name of that song. It's been so long, but it is by another band that Farrell Fer, uh, manages, called Frederick the Younger, who I've actually seen play. They actually came to Appleton, Wisconsin, a few years ago. I got to see him play there. They're fantastic. So we, we have Farrell Elliot managed music acts, uh, bookending the show. Dave, scary. <laughs> it kind of yeah. is yeah so Farrell, i didn't put two and two together but dave the dizzle Gerzak told me that he was going to be in las vegas this weekend uh with Farrell, and i was like oh that's cool and then Farrell called me i think wednesday or tuesday i can't remember what it was he's like yeah i don't think i'll be able to do the show this week yeah no problem i didn't even think of it and then today um i i got a photo in in one of the group texts i'm a part of of a picture of Farrell in Vegas with Dave. And I'm that's like, oh, scary. that's that's why he couldn't do the show. That's, yeah, I don't know if Vegas is Vegas. Be, is, yeah. That's they 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 could burn the the, the town down tonight, Dave. accurate on that one. (laughs) Uh, Coming up on tonight's show, Dave Tirpoli and I are going to talk about whether Evan Engram's ADP makes him draftable right now, whether a certain sophomore in the AFC South is ready for a breakout, and then the $50,000 runner-up in the 2022-2023 Football Guys Playoff Challenge. Charlie McGuire is going to sit in to talk about uh, some fantasy football uh, analysis, some fantasy football advice that he's uh, able to offer from his wealth of experience playing on a ton of platforms over a long period of time we're going to get into that i would say in a little bit less than 10 minutes if you want to connect with us on twitter you can do so at hsff or at eric balkman and dave you're on twitter is is it just dave turp i always That's forget correct. Okay, Dave Turp on, on Twitter. Follow Dave there as well. Facebook.com slash HSFFR. You can email the show, highstakesfantasyfootball at gmail.com, like many of you did this week. If you have any questions for us, uh, for Dave, for Charlie, send them in now. We'll try to get to all the chat room questions, um, all the uh, the tweets, all the emails coming up in the fantasy feedback segment later on in the show. Before you, we let you go, enjoy your weekend. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank our audio engineer and my best friend, Bryce, and of course, our producer and mutual friend, Rob. Here is tonight's Fantasy Flash. ESPN's Jeremy Fowler has reported that NFL teams have draft grades ranging from the first round all the way to the fourth round for the University of Florida Gators quarterback, uh, Anthony Richardson. Uh, Jeremy Fowler said that he can't remember a bigger variance league-wide on a feeling a quarterback then Richardson one NFL GM told um, Fowler that uh Richardson is Cam Newton and Justin Fields combined wow that's awesome uh Fowler said that uh he thinks the team could take Richardson early in the draft and have him develop for a season but that's always difficult to do if you're um unfortunate enough to have a high pick you probably don't want to have your top pick sit on the bench uh for the full season I have already said about this, Dave, and I don't know how much dynasty stuff and rookie stuff you've gotten into. I've already said, like, even watching Anthony Richardson last year, this is a guy that what he's able to do with the football with his legs, it's awesome. It's unbelievable. He's going to come in and be a great NFL rushing quarterback from day one. The problem is I don't know if he's going to be a good enough passer to compete for your team, your NFL team, and give them a chance to win. And if that's the case – I don't know how valuable he is. Not only, I mean, forget rookie drafts for a second here, even in super flex drafts. That's that's a different conversation. Mm-hmm. But you talk about drafting him in the best ball, never too early best ball tournament. Yeah, there's a significant amount of upside there. But to me, the floor is too low. I've kind of already made up my mind on Anthony Richardson unless somebody changes it. Um, I know the odds actually switched. I think this week he went from like plus 5,000 to be the he first pick up. overall to like plus 750, which is a Good. massive move. I don't know, man. I, I don't know your feelings on Richardson. I am really, really, um, he's sketchy to me as far as a pro prospect.
2: I definitely like him a lot more than you do. Um, there is that built-in worry though. He has to go to the right system, the right fit, the right coaches. They have to develop a game plan, especially early on, because like you said, throwing the football is going to be a question. At 13 starts he's had so far, you know, in his college career, that's, crazy he's gonna go to the combine he's gonna put on all the show and he's realistically probably gonna get into the top five does he belong there it's tough because there's so many teams that need quarterbacks there's so many new coaches that are starting from scratch and you gotta look at yourself do you want to go after a guy like Jameis Winston or Sam Darnold to be your one-year guy or do you want to just hand it over to Anthony Richardson and see what happens Mm -hmm. it's a big big risk I think he's worth the risk just because like you said the rushing upside is immense I mean you've seen the success of Lamar Jackson and and, you know Jalen Hurts and you know you keep going on the list Justin Fields do I think he has a potential to get there of course but again without the coaching around him it could be a disaster I'm I'm, he's my second quarterback in the draft I think he's right behind Young I, I think his upsides is too high to pass you know overall but he has to go to the right system he can't go to like some of these teams that are just like like if he went to the Raiders I think it's just a disaster right Josh Daniels like I mean he one year Derek Harth you know see you Jared Stidham like I don't even with Devontae Adams there like I could see that just blowing up and then you know Vegas you know atmosphere type of you know pressure it's going to be building I think that's a terrible spot for Rich and I think that, that's been a popular trade up you know, where the Raiders go up and get that pick. I don't like that spot. I think there's better spots for him. I would like to see him go to the Colts. Um, I think that's a a place he could definitely, you know, do well, you know, and they could still get that one-year guy because that team's a little bit more ready to win. But I like Richardson. I just – the build-in risk is there. But with so many teams that need quarterbacks, you've seen this year, the quarterback play has been dreadful. Mm-hmm. probably the worst it's been in a really long time. So if you got a coaching staff that thinks they can get the, the top notch upside out of them, go for it.
0: You know, we were trying to, I was trying to, I was talking with a couple of my buddies today and we're trying to figure out who the second best quarterback is in the NFC. And you think, well, that's easy. I mean, it's, it's gotta be somebody obvious there. There's really not. I mean, it's Jalen hurts. And and then who is it? It's definitely, that, I mean,
2: it's definitely Aaron Rogers. I stays. don't know if it
0: definitely is. That's the thing. It's, I don't know if it definitely still, is. I
2: mean, I, uh we'll get there but I, I think it's him i mean but after that then you can really get to like a a, a dark dark i mean drop off i mean there's no brady anymore right Stafford, you know who knows if he even loves football anymore i mean is justin fields going to take the next step do they even believe in him is he even going to be a bear yeah daniel jones that prescott i mean i think that story has, has already written itself I mean, it's. We know
0: your feelings on Dak Prescott and all Cowboys. And that's not going to change. <laughs> that's never going to change.
2: He's a very good regular season quarterback, but he's not somebody I'll ever trust in the playoffs.
0: Uh, the Athletic reported today. I, I read the whole thing. Pretty interesting stuff here. Um, there's a trio of reporters who worked on this, but uh, in the report, Russell Wilson apparently last February asked Seahawks ownership to fire both head coach uh, Pete Carroll and the GM John Schneider. Again, this is according to the report today. Russell Wilson has already come out and denied that that ever took place um, uh, on Twitter. Apparently, um, Russell Wilson wanted uh, Sean Sean Payton to be his next head coach in in Seattle, and now he is going to be his next head coach in Denver. It was such that this is is something we're going to be talking about all offseason. We've continued to talk about it basically since the Super Bowl, since Sean Payton took over in Denver. Dave, I haven't gotten your thoughts on this. But Denver looked absolutely terrible under Nathaniel Hackett and Russell Wilson's first year in Denver last year. What do you think they do? How big is the turnaround going to be for Russell Wilson now that he has Sean Payton there? Think about the other weapons. We'll get to Javante Williams in a second. But you think about Dulcich, you think about Sutton and Jerry Judy, some playmakers on the perimeter there. Uh, K.J. Hamler, we'll talk about him as well. Um, But your thoughts on Denver this year under Sean Payton? Saying they were absolutely terrible last year is giving him a
2: compliment because. They were just disgusting to watch play football. They had some flashes at the end of the season, Judy, you know, you know, here and there, but just watching them play football, Russell Wilson was just abysmal. This report that comes out to me is a, a massive, massive red flag. I mean, of course it could just be reporters talking and you're trying to stir up trouble, but you hear the rumors of he had his own office on the second floor away from the team. Like what is true and what's not true? Sean Payton, I'm guessing – did his homework before he signed on the dotted line and knows all this stuff. Knew this stuff could come out, so they can't get any worse. He is a very good offensive mind. I think Sean Payton's a little bit of an overrated coach. They have enough talent there. I mean, hopefully they can unlock Cortland Sutton, who I was extremely high on last year, but he didn't look great. Even you know with terrible Russell Wilson, Judy I his think to player. I you know loved him coming out of college. The tight end you know is. Showed flashes at the end of the season. They they can't be any worse. They're still well behind the Chiefs, well behind the Chargers. They're probably right there with the Raiders. They're still not a playoff team. I, I don't. I, they might make a you know couple wins, but unless Russell Wilson gets back to the days of Seattle when he was good, I, I don't. I don't think they have enough to overcome, even with the new coaching staff.
0: You know, another guy that I think I am down on more so than the uh, drafting public right now is DeAndre Swift in, in Detroit. Colton Pouncy, who covers the Lions for the Athletics, said, uh, quote, I'm not sure there's a future between the Lions and DeAndre Swift, given Swift's injury history and the money he'd likely want. He will want this money. Um, I don't know if they'd work on an extension or new contract for him right now, but this is his contract year. He will be a free agent at the end of the season. It sounds like, you know, more and more, I shout out to uh, uh, Dan Williamson from the Goat District podcast, who's been saying this for quite a while now, that Jamal Williams is going to resign in Detroit. It seems to back up a lot of what the beat writers are saying right now, that Williams is going to be back. I don't know, man. Like I, I asked Pat Corain was on the high stakes fantasy football show with me last night on the Better Sports Network, and and I, he's definitely higher on, on Swift than me. But running back fourteen at the end of the third round, okay, maybe I can kind of get on board with them there. But I'm certainly not targeting him. There's other guys I like. You know, Pat was talking about how he loved T- Tony Pollard, um, who's going after Swift. He liked him a lot better than Swift. Do you think about Dalvin Cook? I like Aaron Jones better than. And Aaron Jones is going around and a half later than Deandre Swift. What are your thoughts on Deandre Swift this year? Is he a guy you'll be looking at at that three, four turn?
2: Love the player. The player is not the question. The situation we, we, we say this all the time. The coaching staff just doesn't love him. I mean, I I don't understand why he's clearly their best running back. I Jamal Williams. That was cute last year, but (laughs) if you just, if you just give half those touchdowns to Swift, we're talking about a, you know, a, a first, second round pick. I mean, but it didn't happen and they never even there wasn't even a thought of it happening every time they were at the one yard line two yard line it was Jamal williams so i don't know if you can take him at that spot if he gets traded then you know it, it'll depend on you know where it goes but the talent you just see so many flashes of greatness you, you see a flash of a of number one running back upside in my opinion love mm-hmm. the player but the situation if they're bringing back Jamal williams like I feel like you can find better at the three, four turn. I mean, I'll still have some of them, but he's not a target, you know, early on, you know, without, you know, so much unknown. I mean, they could draft a running back in the top, you know, three or four rounds. Then what happens? I mean, they were giving the ball to Reynolds and Justin Jackson from the streets, like, and, and Swift was just hanging out on the sidelines. So it's definitely a worry. If Jamal Williams comes back, it's definitely not a third or fourth round pick for me.
0: Uh, finally, somebody who I'm on the same page with, with, with Swift, uh, is, is you that, that's makes me feel better. Dave, uh, final point I want to bring up because we got Charlie McGuire in the green room right now, waiting to come on Uh, The $50,000 runner up in the football guys playoff challenge last year. Uh, but Jeff Legwald, who covers the Broncos for ESPN, he writes that, uh, Javante Williams, multiple knee ligament tears could keep him out well into the 2023 season. Now, there is a charity event during the 2022 season that Javante Williams was asked about his knee injury. He said he hoped he'd be back by training camp. But this was a significant knee injury. And you think about Gus Edwards and J.K. Uh, Dobbins when when they struggled with, to come back from this from their ACL, which by all reports were were cleaner tears than what, what Javante uh, Williams had. Now, he should be good under Sean Payton, but for a guy who could miss, according to the beat writer, Um, and and who knows? I mean, he could be wrong. He doesn't know right now, but this is what he's saying. Maybe this is what he's hearing around the building, but Javante Williams running back 19 at the five Oh seven. Uh, Damian Pierce, Jameer Gibbs, J.K. Dobbins, Alvin Kamara. All those guys are going after Javante Williams. And Turp. I think I might like all of those guys better because they're not coming off a significant ACL tear. These are the types of guys that are just easy guys to cross off my board. I don't want to mess around with a guy who is coming off that significant of an injury when I have to pay a mid-fifth-round price tag to get
2: him. There's only two guys on this list so far, but I will own 0% of Javante Williams next year. Absolutely no interest. Still early in the game. I usually don't blackball too many guys this early because there's a lot of stuff to, you know, worry and see. Obviously, that could happen. He's one of them. No interest at all. That injury, the beat writer comes out, you know, says all that stuff. Yeah, it could just be a little smoke and mirrors, but that's a like you said, it wasn't a clean tear. It was, it was a very, very bad injury. No thanks. Zero percent Javante Williams. I have no interest in him at all.
0: Yeah, I, I, I'm all for looking for upside in the draft, but I'm not looking for upside. There's no guarantee that Sean Payton's going to make him the guy either. I mean, he, and that, that's true too. I mean, new offense, new offensive coordinator, make the draft new guy.
2: I mean, they, they, there's going to be plenty of free agents. The free agent running back class this year is, I wouldn't say stacked, but
1: I would. Of, there's a lot I think of solid
2: guys who get put in, you know, the good spots, and especially Denver. I mean, Sean Payton's going to run the football, and his guys, you know, you know. Are fantasy football relevant? Mm-hmm. I just don't think it's going to be Javante Williams. He's a guy that, like I said, 0%, won't even think about drafting. Definitely it, not in the fifth round.
0: It, definitely not in the fifth round, for sure. His price is going to – And be, yeah, I bet he's – Like,
2: late, late, late. But by that time, you'll know the
0: news, so right. it, it won't be relevant by then. Definitely um, not now in the fifth round. I think his ADP will fall because people will realize this as we get closer to the start of the season of how far off he is. But I don't know if it's ever going to fall to a spot that I'm comfortable taking him in. You the mentioned free. The, free, the free agent class. We have a we have a ton of names out there in free agency at the running back position. We also have a pretty good running back class in the draft too. It makes me wonder how teams are going to treat running backs this Don't year. Spend money uh, on running backs. They may not spend. But they may not have to because it is it is such a buyer's market for free agent running backs right now that that these running backs might. I and I, I think we've. Um, I can't remember if I've said this on the show before, but I think that's a big reason. That Aaron Jones and and his agency decided to redo his deal with Green Bay to to take the pay cut because it's coming up on 30 years old. He looks at at a flush running back market out there. You know, there's no guarantee he's going to get the kind of money that Green Bay was already paying him. Barkley's going to get his money
2: because he's just going to. Mm -hmm. Does he, should he get it? No, but he's going to get it. Right. After that, Pollard's going to probably get franchised. But besides that, who's getting big money?
0: there's no one that's that's my point like yeah. there, there's there's nobody out there that that because because there are so many really good players out there nobody's going to be at least I don't think there is going to be a gm out there that's going to give a serious running back contract now anyway, you think about joe mixon and some of these other guys that that are that good are chance. free agents um yeah i don't i don't know all right Uh, Let's talk to a guy who does know about these things and so much more. He's been playing fantasy football since the early 1990s. Uh, It's not a money thing for him, he says. He just loves fantasy the thrill of the high-stakes competition. Uh, Met so many friends over the years, really enjoys talking, competing, hanging out with them. Plays fantasy football with RT Sports, the FFPC, the Kentucky Fantasy Football State Championship, and Data Force. Usually 100 leagues or more, uh, and one of those leagues that he was lucky enough to cash in last year paid him $50,000. It was the 2022-2023 Football Guys Playoff Challenge. He took second place overall. Please welcome onto the show, charlie mcguire charlie welcome in tonight man thanks so much for joining us certainly uh, appreciate you spending your friday night with us dude
3: well thank you charlie you got us for inviting me uh, i feel very, i feel very humbled uh to be uh, in this crowd because uh, uh, like you said when you're uh, there on and on and on and on so i want to be my name to be mentioned with these guys and uh I just thank you for inviting me.
0: Well, you hit the big time. A a a, listen, a a five figure prize is is certainly big. We're going to get into that with you and what you're going to spend that money on. But what are you doing right now? How are you spending your time? Are you a working man? What are you doing during your days when you are not playing all these fantasy football leagues?
3: No, I spent 24 years with the Air Force, and then um, I spent another 16 years with Lockheed Martin, and uh, I'm retired now twice. And um, I, I lost my wife. I'm a loner now, so I have a lot to do. Mm. To take care of my, home. my garden. Um, I grew up on the farm, so I, I love still working with the garden and and in most orders, from orders. And so you don't know at my age, I have to go slow because uh, the way I. Feel
0: <laughs> and i get it sympathies too for, 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 uh, sympathies uh from from myself and dave for for losing your wife and and congratulations on the double retirement and thank you for your service in the air force absolutely um, we, we we are we are very thankful for that um but we we while we could talk forever on that Dave does want to ask you about this ride that you were on during the NFL playoffs.
2: As you watched the NFL playoffs, when did you realize that you could win some serious money? When did it first started clicking?
0: Charlie, we still got
3: you.
0: Well, we might have lost Charlie. We may have lost Charlie. Let's see if we can get him back here. Uh, we we this listen live YouTube stream anything can happen I mean, and usually does. I think we obviously. got him back. I think we got him back. Charlie, what, when uh, Dave wanted to know when when did you realize that you might win some serious cash in the Football Guys Playoff Challenge last year?
3: Well, uh, Sunday morning uh, I was looking at the uh, leaderboard, and I was uh, well actually Saturday night I was two hundred and eighty, and I said, well that's not too good. But then I got to looking at the, the point differential and it was only about, I think about 15 points between 280 and the first place team. So I said, well, that's not too bad. I, and I really hadn't got too uh, interested in it because uh, uh, I've been really sick for the last two or three months. I hadn't been a home. So I said, uh, so I didn't think on Sunday morning and I don't remember it in 40 days. So that's uh that's, that's get a because that says then you know, I look at, at the, Kelsey and Hurts uh, and me, and I've got a a pretty good in in in, in the second place now. That's really looking good and uh and then her uh, uh, looking at it, and it was getting better and better because now it was a solid second. And uh, this guy, I couldn't catch him because he had Kelsey also. And uh, so it was just, uh, like I told you earlier, it was just uh, one of those things when it all worked out. I. Uh, I uh, the perfect storm. Each game, like a simulcast in my own mind. <laughs> and I picked out a player from each team that I wanted to keep. And I faded some of the the uh, ones that people thought would really go off because that's what everybody else was doing too. And that's the real key because uh, the first players. And uh, yeah, I just played each game out, picked out my, uh, the people I wanted on my team, Six teams. The other five can do grand. anything. Uh, I had Hertz. Um, yeah, I had Hertz, uh, Allen, and um, I forget my other quarterbacks. But uh, that's a tough one to only pick one place. You know, you take a home. you can't have a Kelsey. And they uh, faded Seattle and uh, Miami because of Miami's quarterback situation. And uh, I figured Philadelphia would win it all. I, I didn't think anybody could beat them, but I couldn't trust. I didn't trust AJ or Devontae to uh, come through each game for me. So I said, "Hey, I'm gonna go. I'm a Dallas Cowboy." Fan see you're
0: Dallas Cowboys fan. To
3: Philadelphia to make it all the way. Cowboy. Yeah. I hope he can have a good game for me, and he did. And he did. Yeah, absolutely. They
0: had a great game for you. Um, Charlie, I, 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 this is good. This is good stuff. I, if I could pick your brain on just the playoff challenge stuff, I would, but I do want to move on to talk about some of the other topics. I know you haven't started drafting yet for 2023. At least I don't think you have right now. The Buccaneers have Kyle Traskin at quarterback. Do you believe that he is going to be the guy for Tampa this year? Or do you think that they're going to sign somebody else that's still going to make guys like Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Dot, and fantasy relevant this year? I think we lost him again. Did we lose him? Still got him. Oh, still got him. Still got him. Charlie, hold do, do hold on. I apologize for the technical difficulties here. Technology is undefeated. It is undefeated. Charlie, do you, uh, do you like it? I mean, how do you look at the Buccaneers now without Brady? How would you be drafting these guys this year? Still nothing. Nice nah, frozen. All right, I'm going to bounce him out right now. I'm going to see if I can contact him. And, uh, well, Dave, while, while we're waiting for, uh, for Charlie, um, how do you view the Buccaneers this year without Brady? I mean, they got to bring somebody else. I mean, obviously track, Brady,
2: but... Brady kept that team together. I mean, last year was a little bit of disaster. Actually it was a lot of disaster. I mean, Fournette likely gone. Rashad White taken over. Evans or Godwin maybe traded. I mean, there's a lot of questions in Tampa Bay. Do they try to tank for Caleb Williams? And is that why they're using Kyle Trask and coaches coming out saying that he's the best quarterback in the division? That's crazy because he's never played an NFL real snap that was meaningful. So I don't know. I, I mean, Godwin's always a guy that I would target over Evans. You know, well, could they add somebody? It'd be, it'd be cool if they brought back Jameis Winston for a year just to throw the ball around, you know, re you know reignite the offense of a couple of years ago. That'd be fun. But I think one of the Godwin-Evans get traded, probably Godwin, because he has more value. So he's definitely a guy to watch. But there's so many questions in Tampa Bay that they're just – they're a wait-and-see for me.
0: Charlie, how do you view the Buccaneers in the post-Brady era?
3: Well, I agree with Dave. Uh, I like Godwin a lot. Come back. You don't know anything about to a good team, offense, and a good quarterback. I think uh, they You don't pick up. I don't. I don't say anything good.
0: Frozen? Looks oh, like it. I think so. Yeah. All right. Um, Charlie, let's move on here. And I apologize. We're having some internet connection issues uh, with you right now. Um, let's talk about um, Lamar Jackson. I mean, We don't know if if he is going to be a Raven this year or if he's going to be with another team uh, at all. I, Terp, I'll let you handle this first. Is he too risky to draft right now as the seventh quarterback off the board? I don't think so. I mean, he,
2: I, don't, I don't see a way he doesn't play somewhere. I mean, it's very likely to be Ravens. I mean, what else are they going to do? I'm not, I've never been the biggest Lamar Jackson fan as a quarterback, but what, what are they going to start over and, and, and do what? Their draft pick isn't good. You know, they don't have, you know, a ton of assets. No, nobody really wants to play receiver with Lamar Jackson, but his rushing upside and his game-breaking ability, I mean, you've seen it. You've seen him be quarterback one. You know, Mm -hmm. week after week after week after week last year, you know, between the injury and just, you know, inconsistencies, you know, fell off a little bit. But I expect the Ravens to you would think add some talent at receiver in free agency and most importantly, the draft. I mean, trading Hollywood Brown last year, Bateman got hurt, you know, DuVernay, you know, started off, you know, pretty solid. But, you know, he was he is what he is. I'm not a Mark Andrews guy. I just think he's a a good tight end. I I wouldn't classify him in the great category. Um, He's definitely somebody who's getting wildly overdrafted right now, but that's another subject. I think Lamar Jackson is a good value right now quarterback. I mean, drafts right now, I mean, Hurts, Mahomes, Allen, Fields, Lawrence, they're just getting way pushed up the draft board because of the uncertainty surrounding everybody else.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. So if you can get the Jackson guy who's pretty much in that caliber when he's playing – it's worth the risk, um, Charlie. We'll go to you one more time here to see if we can get your thoughts on um, get your thoughts on uh, one of your cowboys, Ezekiel Elliott. He is now an eleventh round pick in the FFPC Never Too Early Best Ball Tournament. Is he a guy that you would look at drafting this year because he has fallen so far? This is probably the lowest he's ever gone. still frozen yeah i'm sorry i charlie i emailed you oh, that's too bad i i emailed charlie to see if there's something he could do with his internet connection uh in the meantime we'll we'll uh we'll persevere here you i know that question yeah i know it pains you to talk about this you, i mean because that, that's the easiest a-
2: answer in the world just let him just keep letting him pass. i don't care if <laughs> so home even home in the 11th
0: round, round you let let him don't him want to take ezekiel
2: elliott i mean oh, dallas man. the only place he has value is in dallas that's right. it if he leaves Dallas, he is literally worthless because no, no team is going to put up with an average, average NFL running back. I hope he leaves Dallas because we all know what I think of Tony Pollard um, and, you know, the potential of that running game, you know, with him. Mm-hmm. But Elliott in the 11th round, like, no, I mean, just it has to be in Dallas. And he has a chance. He, take, he does the Aaron Jones thing and takes a pay cut. But I heard it's a massive pay cut. Yeah, he's an arrogant guy. So I don't know if he might just say, I might go somewhere else and show you I can do it.
3: Well, wasn't the report
0: report that we got was saying that he was willing to take a pay cut? Yeah, but I heard he was willing to take
2: the pay cut. But from all the reports that I was reading, it's going to be a massive, massive pay cut. Oh, so he was
0: willing to take a pay cut, but not what there's a difference between going
2: from. I don't don't know his base salary off the top of my head. Let's just say 13 down to seven. Okay, fine. I was hearing it was like 13 down to three and two. Like, I could see him just being like, nah, I'm good. I'll just go get it on the open market. And The only person going to be calling is, you know, the XFL, maybe.
0: Right, yes. Well, maybe the USFL, too. Maybe. That's the other one. I mean, he um, has options. Does, does that mean that you're all in on Pollard at running back 15 at the 404? I mean, you you think he's going to get franchised, so he should be back with the team. And Brian Schottenheimer is the new quarterback who loves running the football there. This This should be wheels up for Tony Pollard, right?
2: I said it, and I'll say it again. If Tony Pollard, 100% healthy, by himself, with, you know, good serviceable backup, kind of, you know, similar to what he was, a young guy, that's fine. You know, the Cowboys draft somebody, or maybe like a veteran, he easily could be the number one running back overall in fantasy football in that yeah. offense.
0: Yeah, and you were saying this last year, too. It last year, and, and right. he,
2: showed, he showed you that he could do that. I mean, mm-hmm. he showed, if they would just take, took Elliott off the field, ever, like literally just kept them off the field, Pollard would have done so
1: much more.
0: Um, Charlie, I think we got you back here. Um, let's talk about – let's go back to uh, Lamar Jackson. Um, I'm concerned if he does get tagged by the Ravens that he may not want to play on that tag. He's going – we've mentioned it with Turp, He's going as quarterback seven uh, right now in the uh, FFPC never too early tournament. Beg your pardon, quarterback five um, at the end of the fourth round. Would you be concerned about drafting Lamar Jackson that high?
3: You know, a lot of people really love Lamar, but um, I've never cared for him that much. He's just too, too many problems, injury concerns. From Kentucky, and I watched him play at Louisville, and I never was impressed with his arm strength and and his running ability, of course. But, uh, no, I, I would stay away from him unless he was given to me. Uh, He's asking for an unbelievable $250 million or something like that. Mm. That money fully guaranteed. And That's so, craziness. I don't like these guys that cause so much uh, ish, you know issues, uh, always complaining about something. You know, I just stay away from them. It's just a personal thing. But uh, to answer your question, no, I wouldn't have Lamar at all unless he's, like I said, somebody giving to him in the 12th round.
0: Well, okay, let's talk about He'll the round that. before that, the the 11th round. Ezekiel Elliott, do you want to be on board with Ezekiel Elliott in the 11th round right now, Charlie?
3: No. Uh, I'm a Cowboy fan. <laughs> That's really unfortunate you're a Cowboys
2: fan. Well, I wish I would have known that before over. the show started.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's a decent uh, backup right now. Kind of, I kind of even hesitate a little bit on that. But uh, uh, the death, and, uh, I think he's going to take a tremendous pay cut and stay with Dallas uh, because, like Dave was saying, I don't think anybody would ask. Uh, so now, he has not to uh, have to fake going to hurt, but I say uh, bye bye to him.
0: What about, um? are the Packers going to say bye-bye to Aaron Rodgers? Where do you think he's playing in 2023? Do you think he is playing in 2023, Charlie? I'm sorry, ask that again, Eric. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, where do you think he's going to be playing football in 2023? Is he going to be in Green Bay or is it going to be with another team?
3: Well... Oh, Aaron. You ever know about that? Uh, I'd like to see him go to the Jets. Uh, jets have got a, an outstanding uh, nucleus for him. Uh, I think he could uh, really help him. But I don't know what Aaron's going to do, and a lot of people really kind of written him off. I uh, don't know he does anymore. But I'd like to see him go to the jets. Uh, I think really be a, a scalp for the champion. Maybe another player because I really worry about Tag if he gets another I think he's gone. Uh, so we don't know. It's just that's a that's a, a tough field there. You don't know what Aaron's going to do.
0: Yeah, and, and right now, as I look at the uh, never-too-early uh, ADP for Aaron Rodgers, uh, which, by the way, shout-out to Darren Armani at Fantasy Mojo on Twitter, FantasyMojo.com. Uh, anytime I cite ADP or anything like that on this show, it's all because of him. Make sure you're signing up there That's at FantasyMojo.com. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, quarterback 18 right now at the 10-11. So people have been fading him a little bit, but you know, maybe too much at this point. I don't know, because wherever he goes – He's going to play. All right, so we we teased this at the top of the interview, uh, Charlie. $50,000 in the Football Guys Playoff Challenge. That's a nice chunk of change. What are your plans for that cash? Have you spent it all already? What are you doing with that money, man? No,
3: it was just put into my Uh We put a little one. You know. they don't need anything Just to have one in the.
0: But Um it's so. It's it, I. I don't want to put words in your mouth, and, and you're fading in and out a li- there a little bit. Is the majority being saved then, Charlie? Are you, are you saving most of it? I'm sorry. Are you say you're cutting in and out a little bit? Are you saving yeah, most for a of the money day. Then? Rainy day, got it. That's that's the nice little rainy day part, well, like it,
3: uh for sure. Like you said, uh, yeah.
0: Um, final question for you, Charlie, here, and, and I apologize that we, we, we couldn't have a better connection for you on the show tonight, but um, can you give us a, a guy that you that you really like this year that you'll be drafting and then a guy that you don't think you're going to have on any teams? Just uh, one player for each
3: one. Wow. I liked the uh, Jets – rookie receiver uh he's rookie last year i like and um if aaron goes to the to the jets i really like him uh of course you got cooper cup also gotta continue to watch him see what how he comes out of his injury um and really right now i don't uh there's not too many people that would fade right now other than seeing a few players like that it just failed to perform this uh, this past year just have to take a close look at the rosters and see what who gets traded and, uh, and uh, figure out who are to go. You know, Allen Robinson and uh, Stafford this year, um, this past year. I had almost every team I had, um, and they flattened let me down big time. No, I just have to wait and see if I want to wait. Uh, you
0: were not the only one. But I like who the best
3: receiver really like him a yeah. lot i like him a lot but i like well it, go ahead i'm sorry
0: you know garrett wilson you bring up too and, and i like him too and it's really surprising to me he is going as wide receiver 11 in drafts right now at the end of the second round so you do have to pay a premium to get where garrett wilson i would like to think that that adp will come down a little bit but maybe it won't maybe that's just where he goes this year should be higher well, I, I don't know because I feel like people are drafting him based on the Jets already having a great quarterback, and we don't know if they're going to have a great quarterback this year. We'll see if it gets higher. I think it's going to get a little bit lower, um, but that's just me. We'll see I what happens. So. Um, Charlie, listen, uh, its it's been a pleasure. Congratulations on the big 50K win in the Football Guys Playoff Challenge. I'm sure I'll be competing against you in the KFFSC this year. Good luck in the FFPC and all the other leagues you're playing in this year. Thanks so much for making you uh, us a part of your Friday night, man. We really
3: appreciate it. Eric Farrell hello, a lot of good friends and missed talking to
0: Yeah, he's he's out in Vegas. I didn't put two and two together. Um, God only knows
2: what he's doing. Yeah,
0: I mean he's he's probably watching right now, no doubt. Um, but I will definitely pass along the word. He's going to be disappointed he missed you this week. Um, but I will definitely tell him uh, that you said hi. And I will say hi to you in the KFFSC draft rooms, my friend. And I will say bye to you right now, Charlie. I think he's again. Yeah. Oh, there you go. We got the wave. We got the wave. All right, Charlie. Charlie McGuire, ladies and gentlemen, joining us tonight uh, on the High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour uh, giving us some some good nuggets there, uh, some stuff that uh, that I, I think I hadn't thought about. It's nice to have a fifty thousand dollars rainy day fund, though, Dave. Seriously, that's I that's spent nice. Two seconds already. <laughs> I I always want like you know because I I haven't really come close. Well, I mean, in the NFFC and whatever that was, 2000, uh, 2008, was it or two thousand ten? I can't remember. 2011, one of those years. But that's when uh, 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 Kurt uh, Awe and Dave Gerzak and myself we we won the prime time and we split that up. And I don't really remember what I spent the money on. I think I it helped pay for some of my schooling, which was good. but I didn't do anything fun also with' Also so boring. You're I, totally boring. I'll tell you what I did. I do you know what I did remember I bought um, I don't know if you ever watched this show. It was on Comedy Central. Oh God, how many years ago was it now? It was like a mid 90s, late 90s show. Um, was uh, it was an animated show, Doctor Katz, professional therapist, Dave? Do you remember that? Or was that before your time? Before my time, I think I was. It six. was. It was. It was basically a, a a half hour show, animated, and it was this guy, uh, a therapist, who would see all these famous comedians, and these com- comedians would come in as themselves. You know, uh, Dom Marro, Ray Romano would come on, right, Conan right, right. O'Brien, all these guys, and they would just t- basically tell jokes on the couch, like you know, they would talk about their life, but. And it was very funny, anyway. man. I enjoyed it. I bought the entire series on DVD. That was like my one big purchase. Way to um, splurge. Th- th- yeah, exactly. And then the rest of it I spent on school like an idiot. Um, and now look where, where where the school's got me. I'm sitting I mean. here home on a Friday night. At least I get to talk with you and hang out with you. Positives. But yes, those are the positives. Always looking at the silver lining, man. Um, all right, let's get into what do I want to talk about here next? Let's talk. Uh, let's just go right to the emails um, and we'll bring this up. Um, The first one is from Mike in Framingham, Massachusetts. Any hope for the Texans this year? Who do you guys like from Houston? Thanks so much. That's Mike in Framingham, Massachusetts. So the Texans have a new ball coach down there. They are going to have a new offense, and things are trending up. I mean, they could get uh, their signal caller of the future in the draft here. I think they will, Um, and they have some weapons there. You think about John Mechie and Nico Collins, obviously Damian Pierce down there. I don't know what's going to happen with Brandon Cooks. I don't think he really lines up with the with the growth schedule uh, he, for the he Texans. He won't be there. So, but who do you like for players that will be there, Tur?
2: Damian Pierce is definitely a guy that I think is going to be. He's very underdrafted right now in, in, in drafts. I feel like you saw enough last year. Is it a possibility you know, the new coaching staff you know goes and gets you know some options you know rookie wise? They have a lot of draft picks. I love the hire of Demiko Ryan's. So I think he's going to really. Really, chan- it's going to be, I, I, I'll make the statement now. I think it's going to be Texans, Jaguars, who are really, you know, down the road. Not yet. Jaguars are a clear-cut team in that division. Mm-hmm. I could see Ryans, if they get their quarterback, which is the most important thing, no matter what anybody tries to tell you, if they get their quarterback, whether it's Young, if he falls, I don't think he will. Stroud, if they believe in Richardson, you know. I just think that the team has so many, like Mechie coming back, Yep. He came back. Obviously, the illness was, you know, no joke and, and, and could have been career threatening. But he, he's a tough kid. Loved him last year. Loved him coming out of Alabama. If it wasn't for that, you know, freak injury that he had, he would have went higher. Maybe Brevin Jordan gets, re, you know, you know, come come back from the dead. I mean, he was a popular breakout guy last year who just never got on the field, which still to me makes no sense because you saw flashes before. You would think a good coaching staff, which they didn't have last year with Lovey Smith. Who I've been very outspoken with, outspoken how bad he was. Right. I, I just think the Texans are have a very bright future. You know, solid defensive players, you know, young kids who are ready to go. It looks like they you know, they all came out for the press conference. That's always a good sign. You know, some young kids don't want to be a part of that. I think Ryan's gonna, you know, come in there day one and, and turn that franchise around.
0: I think some of the goat district guys are on John Mechie late in best balls. I know I've drafted him uh, in definitely one more mechie over Collins for me. And yeah, I, like I mean, last year, a lot. and it's it's not like a knock on Collins, but like no. to me, I and I think Collins can be okay, but to me, Mechie is the up, he represents the upside. And no. I don't want to be drafting like steady Eddie type guys at the end no. of the draft. I want to be drafting guys that upside uh, have you spike weeks upside. Yeah, that's what you want, uh, late, at, late in drafts. Uh, let's go. And by the way, you mentioned Damian Pierce, you point out running back 20 right now at the five Oh nine right behind. There's a lot of great running back values. I mean, everybody's doing the whole draft receivers
2: and tight ends early and quarterbacks early right now. I mean, all the drafts, I haven't done many drafts yet, but the ones that I've seen and, you know, obviously saw on Twitter, there's a ton of just stacking receivers and then just filling in these running backs. And right now it's definitely the way to do it. I think the values will change eventually as the, as we get closer to the summer and, you know, get closer to drafting season. But Pierce right now is a gift where he's getting. Yeah, totally. Just, him and Cam Akers right now are the best values in fantasy football.
0: I mean, and I, ju- I just drafted Cam Akers this past Sunday in one of my leagues. I will say that the one thing that does concern me about Pierce is the Texans drafting another running back early. Of I, there's I'm there's like a lot of kids team. in the draft, like you said, or if they decide to bring in a veteran, which is yeah. one of them out there too. Right. Um. Uh, next email let's get i don't know what i'm doing here next email um jim in columbus georgia if deontay foreman resigns with the panthers does he become a nice sleeper this season thanks guys we thank you jim in columbus georgia for watching and for emailing foreman running back 47 right now in the 13th round uh deuce staley who is the new running backs coach in carolina and assistant head coach there said he would like to use three backs now like a coach saying this is what he'd like to do and it actually happening, we know are two different things. But the fact that Deuce Daly has, is coming from Detroit where they did He's use two backs,
2: yeah, yeah.
0: It, it does give me a little bit of concern. But man, Foreman at the 13th round, 13-14 um, turn, after a season in which we gave up you know, the Panthers for dead after they traded McCaffrey, and that running game didn't really That's miss great. a beat. I mean, Foreman was awesome down the stretch. I mean, he was awesome, but I don't want him to sign in Carolina. Like you said,
2: with Staley coming over, I just, I mean, he was, when he was in Philadelphia, everybody said he should have been the new coach, blah, 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 blah. Then he goes to Detroit and, and pretty much ruined that running back room. Like handing the balls off the guys who just don't, I mean, DeAndre Swift is clearly the best. All right. Jamal Williams is a nice player, but what, how many touchdowns do you have last year? Make 15.
0: I want to say 15 touchdowns yeah. for
2: Jamal Williams. That says enough. Out of that, what I think out of the running back room, he's not a 15 mm-hmm. touchdown guy. So he's going to Carolina. He's already coming out saying he wants to use three guys. I don't want Foreman to be one of them. I would love to see him go to a different, you know, team. Off the top of my head, what fits? Nothing's popping up, but there, there's plenty of spots out there that I think his talent can be used. And man, I mean, if he gets the right spot, running back, you said 74. That's no uh, 47, 47. 47. Did I say 74? I meant 47. If I said seventy-four, no matter what it is, 47, 74 is insane value right now. He's definitely a guy that you hope does not go back to Carolina. And if he doesn't, geez, I mean, he could be, if he just stayed in that division and go to some team like the saints, the, the potential is there for, you know, great value right now because you're not well, going to get it once he signs
0: i would even tell you atlanta too i mean i, I know they got Al- algier there but man you get foreman and algier that's a nice combo especially buffalo, with how much Arthur maybe. i mean yeah buffalo is another one for touch. sure
2: yeah taking the singletary role a little bit you know goal line type of thing i know josh allen's still there but obviously you know getting a lot of those touches
0: but he running back 47 is a good value right now Good value indeed in the never too early FFPC best ball tournament. Vince in Roselle, New Jersey. Are you guys avoiding Cardinals this year with all the changes going on in Arizona? Now, Terp, I think I'm teeing you up for this one because correct me if I'm wrong. Weren't you telling people to avoid Cardinals last Fade year too?
2: Fade them all last year, and then i I was here on a, on one of these shows. We did a draft and I and I took Kyler Murray and I I still haven't recovered I still haven't recovered mentally. I remember that. <laughs> I said I'm going to change it up. I'm going to put Kyler Murray on one of my teams. And that team, I look back at it and it was a team that was pretty good. But he was terrible. And mm-hmm. that Jonathan Gain, I mean, he was good good, he was good. The key word's good in Philadelphia. Never great, never adjusted in the playoffs. I mean, he had two cake matchups and then when the team the second half against the Chiefs was just so painful to watch. They did nothing to it. Mahomes never wanted to go down the field. He just let them dink and dunk. It was, it was bringing up nightmares right now. They, 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 don't, they haven't brought in an offensive coordinator that I feel is, is worthy. Kyler Murray might not be ready for the regular season. I mean, there's just too much questions in Arizona. Full fade. I mean, I, I was not right about James Conner last year. I mean, he was absolutely you know very, very good, but he also – got a lot of stats at the end of the year when it really didn't matter
0: so so the cardinals thing i want to bring this up um this is interesting because the guy that that gannon hired as his offensive coordinator is drew Petzing. now drew Petzing worked with gannon when they were both um in minnesota right yes right. in minnesota he was a wide receivers coach there he was also the tight ends coach. Um, for Kevin Stefanski in Cleveland this past year. He was still in Cleveland, but he was just uh, the quarterback's coach there. So kind of a promotion, the quarterback's coach, just one year. Now he's the offensive coordinator for the Cardinals. He's 35 years old and Gannon is a defensive guy, right? So he's so, not,
2: he's not calling a single offensive play,
0: right? I mean, this is Drew Petzig's show and there's a, a lot of unknowns here, which could be okay. It, could it, gives, be you okay. A, it gives you a lot of red flags though. Kyler Murray is not going to be ready for the start of the season. It sounds like Colt McCoy is not going to be ready for the start of the season. You have uh, a lot of rumors. that, Yeah. Hopkins is going to be traded. um, And probably on his way out and he could be on his way out. Now they still have McBride. They still have Brown uh, Brown and then Rondale Moore. Maybe he'll get more of a chance this year. I don't know. He's got to stay stay healthy. healthy. That's the problem. And then speaking of staying healthy, it's James Conner in the backfield. And then what else there?
2: keontae ingram i mean there's yeah. not much there
0: that's like, i mean they'll they'll be signing somebody they'll, they'll course, they have to draft course. somebody but i i'm with you like i'm not really seeing a lot uh of reason to be bullish on the cardinals right now at all kyler murray is number two on the list i said there was two guys on the list i will never draft
2: kyler murray again. not draft
3: you learn your lesson you hear me on
2: this show uh you can uh, you can fly down to philadelphia knock on my door and, and literally just <laughs> Pistol with me, please, because I am not I still look back at that that Kyler Murray team. If I just tweaked it like two players, could have been making, then done some damage. It was, it was painful to look back
0: at. Uh, Our guest tonight, Charlie McGuire. I don't know how close he is to uh, Lexington, Kentucky, but Randy is emailing us from there. Uh, he wants to know, this is another. This dates back to uh, our conversations that we had on the show last year too, Terb, mm-hmm. is Traylon Burks going to be the second-year wideout who makes the biggest fantasy leap? Thank you. Uh, that is Randy Lex in Lexington, Kentucky. Randy, thank you for watching and emailing. I'll give you the floor to talk about Traylon Burks here. He really came on at the end of the season, and um, he's a guy that I think um, – I don't know how much more Olave, you know, guys like that, are going to jump up in year two. I think there's a lot of room for Burks to jump up.
2: There's plenty of room for him to, you know, jump up that, you know, Robert just got released the other day. You know, they're going to be in the market for some veteran receivers. You would think, I mean, you would think they open up the offense a little bit with, you know, Tannehill coming back off injury. Hopefully it's not Malik Wills because he looked dreadful last year. Yeah. He's not ready. Um, Is there, is there a world where they might draft a quarterback or sign one of these veterans to compete with Tannehill? I hope so. Because Burks is a talented kid. He shoot, he showed enough flashes for me. I was very high on him last year. It just it was like the perfect storm. Injuries, you know, off the field stuff, like I mean the injuries with Tannehill, I mean, them just giving Derrick Henry the ball 600 times a game, like that's just not a winning, you know, winning formula. So his upside is so high, but I don't know if he gets there in that offense. I mean, they change offensive coordinators and that's cool and all, but like I don't trust Tannehill. I just, I, yeah, Derrick Henry's still there. They're not just going to stop giving him the ball. And every time it is 20, you know, 25 touch games, like, is there enough upside for, for Burks to get there? I I love him, but I feel like he's going to get to a point where he's going to get too high. Like right now, I think he's in a good spot, but the hype, you know, the puff pieces, he's having a great camp. He's the guy. Yeah. That's going to get him up to where you're, you know, in a little bit of like that Cortland Sutton danger territory that you got to this year, mm-hmm. where everybody was Cortland Sutton, Cortland Sutton, like push him up, push him up, push him up, push him up. And then it just fell flat. And hype monsters get you in trouble in the preseason.
0: Um right now, Traylon Burks is going. I'm with you. I, I like him in the spot where he is wide receiver 37. Good spot uh, at, the, at the end of the seventh round. Uh I'm speaking of hype monsters, he is going right behind Jamison Williams right now in drafts. And speaking of Cortland Sutton. He's going right in front of Cortland Sutton, who's wide receiver 38 in drafts right now. Didn't plan that. No, no. Uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba and uh, Rashad Bateman right after that. Let's uh, go to our final email. Is this, yeah, our final email tonight? Brendan in Cushing, Oklahoma. What's up, guys? I know Balky's been calling him the thief, but is it wrong to stay away from Evan Engram this season in FFPC drafts? So here's my thought on Evan Engram. And I told uh, Farrell this on the program. Um, over the course of the 2022 season. Uh, and I said, there's going to be a team that is going to see what Evan Engram did this year. And they're going to give him a ton of cash. Now that still could be Jacksonville because he worked out so well with the Jaguars this past year. That's probably the best fit for him. But I call him the thief because I think he is going to be, if you look at his track record in the NFL, he is going to be stealing money from somebody going forward. Now, maybe that's the case. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. But what I do know is this. Evan Engram is going as the tight end nine at the seven oh one, right in front of Pat Fryermuth, right behind Dalton Schultz. Your thoughts, Dave Tripoli, on Evan Engram at early uh, in the early seventh round at seven oh one.
2: Obviously, the big question is where does he? Stay, where does he go? Does right. he stay in Jacksonville? If he stays in Jacksonville, no issues whatsoever with him getting drafted there. Absolutely none. Great offense, an offense that could be a top five, if not higher, offense. So much talent with Ridley coming in there. You know, Kirk. Zay Jones, Ingram, ETN taking the next step. No issues there. He's, he's not even the same Friarmouth, Ingram over a 100 times over 100. Schultz, it's just a question again where he goes. But if Ingram goes to a place, you know, there's so many just disaster zones that he could go to just to get his paycheck and move on. I think he's a very talented player, but he's also a guy that could easily get lost in an offense just like he did in, with the Giants.
0: Well, I mean, and, and he's had problems staying healthy, and he's had a, a ton of problems with drops over the course of his career that all of a sudden in 2022, he didn't really there. have a problem with that. Right. Yeah, right. I mean, I don't know if he fixed it or what. I there's hope he just,
2: did. Like, there's so many teams that he could go to, like off the top of my head, like that he could go to, like Washington.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Like he might well, get I'm- a bag there, but where is he?
0: where is he catching the ball? Um, I, I, Houston is another, another team another that can one. use a tight end, you know, and, and they're going to have some cash, uh, to yeah, spend maybe they puck. get the right rookie quarterback and it
2: works out, but the bears, like, I mean, they still have Cole command, but they have a ton of cap space and they need yeah. to get weapons for fields. You would think it feels is still the guy. Is there a possibility goes there? I hope not. I hope right. he stays in Jacksonville. If he stays in Jacksonville. I can draft him higher than, than tight end nine personally, but he's definitely a guy that, that that's surrounded by the questions because if he gets the bag, like you think he's going to, it could be a bad bag. And, and them things sometimes could be just a massive disaster for fantasy
3: football.
0: You know, they haven't done it yet, but I, I read a beat uh, reporters uh, report uh, in Los Angeles that the chargers could part ways with Keenan Allen and Gerald Everett. And I know you don't really cut sign guys like up. that to, to, to sign, you know, to give a lot of money to somebody else. But if Evan Engram ended up, in Los Angeles, could be a
3: top Mike five right
0: boy, and Justin Herbert and Kellen Moore there now. That
2: that and could a be a really to, fun. you know, ton of talent there. You saw what he did with Dalton Schultz. Yeah, I mean, I think Kellen Moore going there is very, very good for the Chargers. Yeah, I mean, I'd be down for that. The question is, is their cap's hell? They're in cap hell right now, right? So cutting Keenan Allen and you know Everett, like you said, it's just right. do they have the money to to dance with Evan Ingram?
0: Um. All right. So this is the final, final question, Terp. Number one, my apologies to your Eagles, um, not not getting it done in the Super I'm Bowl. Over it. Um, they have some free agents to sign, but the NFC is weak. They could get back there this season. That's not what I want to ask you though. Are your North Carolina Tar Heels going to make the big dance? That's the question we have to be asking. Did you bring me on the show for that? No. That's and so just literally, gonna...
2: like, I'm depressed, like watching them.
0: Like, well, are they? I mean, are they? Because Carolina has been a team that, if I remember correctly, has like not snuck into the tournament before but had a lower seed and did some damage.
2: They were in the Carolina- national championship last year. They beat Duke. I have the picture right behind me of Caleb Love making the shot over Mark Williams. It's my happiest moment of my sports career <laughs> of any sports, that includes Super Bowl, that includes anything. Wow. Nothing nothing will ever top that, you know, unless they beat Duke in the national championship, but they better, man. I can't after what just happened to the Eagles and happened to the Phillies. And now, you know, who knows the Sixers? I'm not really a big Sixers guy, but we get to March Madness, and I don't see North Carolina's name. I'm going to be one very, very sad, sad person in the offseason.
0: 9-8, and and 17-11 right now. They still have to play Duke, although it's not been – They got Virginia at
2: home. They got Duke at home. Florida State on the road. Win those three games. The name will get them in the tournament.
0: I think so. I think the name plays a part. I mean, they're not doing
2: themselves any favors right now because – I watch more North Carolina than I, than than normally this year, and they are just very bad.
0: Uh, Terp, it has been a pleasure. It has been Always an honor. Is. Thank you so much for sitting in uh, with me tonight. Follow Dave on Twitter at Dave Terp. You will see his mug on these programs going forward this coming season. I'm sure you and I are going to hook up for 100%. some fall main event coverage, all that good stuff that we did last year. Enjoy your Friday night, my friend, and uh, thank you so much for. Thanks, brother. Up. Have a good one. You bet. Dave Turp, ladies and gentlemen. Dave Turpoli, uh, who uh, joined uh, the show tonight, filling in for Farrell Elliott, who's living it up with the dizzle. Uh, Farrell uh, Farrell Elliott, who's living it up with the dizzle. Uh, Farrell's buddy, Fenton. And then, of course, another friend of the show, Steve Hutcherson, all partying out in Vegas this weekend. I want to thank Dave. I want to thank Charlie McGuire. I want to thank the FFPC, Rob Bryson, of course, each and every one of you. Farrell will return next week, and we got a big show next week. We have a ton of guests. The uh, show will be live at ten nine Central on Friday, and we will have the 2022-2023 World Famous FFPC Playoff Challenge $500,000 grand prize winners. Judd Rosengart, Tim Hall, uh, Stephen Aaron's, and Phil Orban will all join the program next week along with myself and Farrell Elliott. Don't forget to check out the high stakes fantasy football show on the better sports network this Thursday night, this coming Thursday night at seven, six central on the better sports network at uh, app had uh, Pat Corrine on from NBC sports edge and the ship chasing podcast. A lot of fun to chop it up with him for two hours last night. We're getting great guests on there as well as on this show. So make sure you're downloading the better sports network app in Google, in the Google play store, in the app store. It's free. And uh, you get a lot of chance to win uh, prizes on that, too, when you're uh, checking out the content. Check out the FFPC Never Too Early Best Ball Tournaments uh, going on right now. The uh, standard one, uh, non-Superflex, $25,000 grand prize. $125 $125 entry fee. You can also plunk down $35 and win a $5,000 grand prize in the never-too-early Superflex Ball tournament as well. Again, both tournaments running up until the NFL draft, a 14-week regular season, and then a three-week playoffs where uh, we'll be single elimination, and then we'll crown a champion after that. Uh, two-hour, six-hour clocks for the draft times right now, as well as 30-second sit-and-goes and 60-second timers as well. Uh, Dynasty Orphans, plenty of those available at MyFFPC.com. Make sure you're cashing in on those those picking up some teams that are ready to compete this year many of them are ready to go this year you could pick up an orphan uh, reduce price and run it all the way to a title in 2023 Uh, thank you so much for watching tonight remember to like subscribe comment and share get notified uh, so we continue to produce uh, all the great content that we do on the ffpc youtube channel and uh, thanks for watching everybody your weekend officially starts now (music) In honor of Aaron Rodgers, who just came out of his darkness retreat, which I don't think lasted four days. I think it was only two days um, that he lasted for um, for his darkness retreat. I am also going to retreat to the now done uh, and get ready for next week's show. Uh, but I hope everybody else, whether you're partying, hanging out tonight, doing whatever, or you're hitting the sack shortly, like I will be in
3: like an hour or two. Uh, thanks so much for watching, everybody. Appreciate you.